باب ما يقاه من ترك قيام الليل لمن كان يقومه another extreme that many people end up with that they completely abandon and discontinue the good that they have started so ما يقاه what is disliked من ترك of leaving قيام الليل the night prayer لمن كان يقومه for the one who used to perform it meaning if a person was in the habit of performing the night prayer then should he stop should he discontinue No, he should not. Because it is disliked that a person stops doing the good, their ibadah that they were performing. Because it indicates i'rad from ibadah. Turning away from ibadah. You understand? When it comes to worship, worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, any act of worship, what is necessary? That once we start, we stick with it. And if we stop, we discontinue, then this is what? I'rad anil ibadah. Turning away from it, and this is what is disliked. Haddathana Abbas ibn al-Husayn, haddathana mubashirun, anil awza'iyyi, wa haddathani Muhammad ibn muqatilin, abu al-Hassani, qala akhbarana Abdullah, akhbarana al-awza'iyyu, qala haddathani Yahya ibn Abi Kathirin, qala haddathani Abu Salamat ibn Abdurrahman, qala haddathani Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, radiyallahu anhuma, qala qala li Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abdullah bin Amr bin al-As, he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to me, Ya Abdullah, O Abdullah, la takun mithla fulan. Do not be like so and so. Kana yaqumu al-layl, he used to perform the night prayer, fattaraka qiyam al-layl. And then he left, he stopped the night prayer. So don't be like him. Don't do this. That you are performing the night prayer and then you stop it completely. You notice over here, first of all, the Prophet ﷺ does not mention the name of that person. Right? He doesn't mention the name of that person. He just says, don't be like so and so. Even earlier we learned that a person was mentioned before the Prophet ﷺ, a person who slept through Fajr. Alright? And he said that, Shaitan had urinated in his ear. Even that man, his name was not mentioned. Isn't it? When it comes to this lady who used to pray a lot in the night, right? the, the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, again, fulana. Her name is not mentioned. Right? So we see that where something disliked is mentioned about an individual, or a person is being mentioned in a negative way, we see that the Prophet ﷺ did not mention their name. Or we can understand this as that when the Sahaba narrated, they did not mention the name. Why? Why? If their name was mentioned, then what would happen? It would be recorded in history. Right? And the thing is that no human being is perfect. Everyone has some kind of fault. So yes, you notice the faults, but you don't spread them. You learn from them, you talk about the characteristic, but not the individual. Right? Go ahead. Because honestly, if you find out about like someone exposing you, you'd be so embarrassed about it, you want to like run away. Exactly. You don't want to embarrass other people by exposing them, talking about them, taking their name and saying, Oh, didn't he used to do such and such? Didn't she used to do such and such? No, you know what? Always worry about yourself. 
if you want to mention a characteristic, alright, that I'm really scared about this, that I have noticed that this is what is happening, I have noticed a few people doing this, may Allah protect me, you can mention it like this. But if you say, oh remember that woman, remember that man, remember that person? Yeah, she stopped doing that now. He stopped doing that now. You know he shaved his beard off? You know she took her hijab off? We don't need to do that. When somebody has shaved their beard off, it's obvious. Alright, everybody can see it. When somebody has removed their hijab, it's obvious. Seek refuge in Allah that may Allah protect you. And stop mentioning them by name as if to show that, oh, you're so good. I'm so good. I still have it on. If you have it on, it's because of Allah's tawfiq. Alright? So we see that the Prophet ﷺ conceals the identity of this individual. And remember, the one who pursues the faults of other people. And his mission is to find faults in other people and expose them. Then who will find fault in him and expose him? Allah will. So be very careful, very, very careful when talking about another individual. Never mention the name. Mention the characteristic, but never ever the name. Because you could have been that person. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you a chance, has protected you. Then we see over here that the Prophet ﷺ is advising Abdullah radiallahu anhu. And he's saying, don't be like that man. He used to perform the night prayer and he doesn't do it anymore. Now if you think about it, is the night prayer fart? Is it wajib? Is it wajib? Tahajjud prayer, is it wajib? No, it is not. Then why is the Prophet ﷺ saying, don't be like him? He used to do it, then he discontinued. What's wrong with that? What does this teach us? That even if something is not wajib, but you have made it a habit, then what is best is that you, you continue. Don't stop. Don't discontinue. Because even when something is not wajib, you have started it, you are doing it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes consistency. Also we see over here that one of the reasons perhaps why this individual stopped praying, one of the reasons could be that maybe he was making it too hard upon himself. Tashdeed fil ibadah. Right? And when you do tashdeed fil ibadah, you know, you only have a limited amount of capacity and ability. And when you get exhausted, you get tired, then what happens? You can't continue. So again, what we learn from this is that moderation is Moderation is the key to consistency. وَقَالَ هِشَامٌ حَدَّثَنَا ابْنُ أَبِي الْعِشْرِينَ حَدَّثَنَا الْأَوْزَاعِيُّ قَالَ حَدَّثَنِي يَحْيَى عَنْ عُمَرَ بْنِ الْحَكَمِ بْنِ ثَوْبَانِ قَالَ حَدَّثَنِي أَبُو سَلَمَةَ مِثْلَهُ وَتَابَعَهُ عَمْرُ بْنُ أَبِي سَلَمَةَ عَنِ الْأَوْزَاعِيِّ This is just different isnad that Imam Bukhari has mentioned over here. Anything you'd like to mention from this hadith? Go ahead. In the previous hadith, as you were mentioning, I, it stuck me so much that it's so important to inquire, right? We just keep talking behind people that, oh, this happened, she did this, she did that, right? And as you were mentioning, uh, subhanAllah, like how people sometimes take heart 
things and leave the easy things. But you know, sometimes it could be what you are thinking is hard for you could be easy for some other person. Mm-hmm. Like, and about inquiries, it was someone like, I just remember as you were mentioning about the Hajj. We were at the Hajj and my daughter was just like one year old. And we were in the bus from Musdalfa to Mina. We had to return. Okay. And she was crying so much. And the bus like literally moved like an inch, an inch after every few mm-hmm. minutes. And then we decided, you know, you know what, we need to walk. And we reached walking like within two hours. Mm-hmm. And it was so easy. And everyone started telling, you did uh, so much difficulty. You took such a difficult path. Or like, seriously, mm-hmm. staying in the bus was really difficult. Mm-hmm. And walking was so easy for us. And people reached like after six hours. Yeah. And we reached in two hours. And she was in a stroller. And it was alhamdulillah easy. So, I mean, it's so uh, important to inquire and like, yes. give a benefit of doubt exactly. for people. Instead of becoming judgmental, right? With a child, if you're stuck in a car, that would be much, much more difficult than walking, right? Because with walking, at least there's some kind of movement, right? And so the baby is distracted or at least maybe they'll fall asleep. But what I meant earlier by my point was that when people even have the ability to take you know, a vehicle, make use of that facility, they will think that it's more righteous to leave that facility, right? And that thinking is problematic, Using the means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided you is not being less righteous. The main point is that you should complete what you're doing and you should do it happily with love so that the deed is also accepted near Allah. And you see when it comes to actions that are more prominent, that people notice, that people can observe, and when a person stops it, discontinues it, you know, it's very obvious. Everybody knows about it. Always remember that if a person has stopped doing something, there must be a reason. There's a deeper problem over there. Just yesterday somebody asked me about their sister who has uh, removed their hijab when she goes outside. And the parents don't know about it. And every time that they talk to her about it, she gets upset. So I said there has to be a deeper problem. Right? You're just looking at the surface. There's a deeper issue. What's going on? And then they told me that, you know, she asks a lot of questions about Islam and she's very influenced by uh, the things that, uh, that she's studying. And I said, then you need to address those matters, right? You can't order her to wear the hijab when she's doubting her faith. So what do we do about that? I said, you know, enroll her in no doubt class, for example. Now it's online. What more do you want? Right? And then we complain that, oh, it's so expensive or it's so this. And, you know, if somebody is doubting their faith, they need help. Instead of judging them, help them out. So when we speak about other people's faults, this is something very dangerous. Because either there's the element of, you know, saying that, oh, I'm so righteous, or there's judgment, right? Or there's spreading faults of other people. And, and all of these are wrong. Go ahead. Most likely why um, they weren't mentioned they're by name in these hadiths because they would only be known for that specific act. Exactly. Right? When we mention the individual and we say, oh, he used to do this, he doesn't do it anymore, this is his fault. Now what's happening is that every time we look at that individual, we meet that individual, we think about their fault. And there are more than just their faults. Right? So we see the name of this individual is not narrated. The lesson is taken. The name is not narrated. Why? 
because they, then they would always be remembered as that man who discontinued praying. Even when it comes to the munafiqoon, if you think about it, munafiqoon, Surah At-Tawbah is called Fadiha. Right? One that exposed and humiliated them. But who were those exact hypocrite men and women? Who were they? We only know a couple. Only a couple. Abdullah bin Ubay. Right? And then maybe one or two people. That's it. But in the Qur'an, so many verses have been revealed about hypocrites that you wonder there must be many of them. Who were those people? Seventy names Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed His Messenger of. And He, the Prophet ﷺ told those names to only one companion. Isn't it? Only one companion. Not everybody. You see? The traits are mentioned. They are explained. You learn from them. But you don't mention the individual. Be very careful about this. Go ahead. Spreading people's faults and like mentioning them again and again. Um, not just like, um, you know, spreads their faults, but also traps them into that habit. Yes. You know, it makes it very difficult for them to break out of it. And that's why we, um, when we see that, when we hear about that story of the man who committed uh, 99 or 100 murders, right? The the scholar, the teacher who he turned to at last, uh, told him to move away from the people he was living amongst because, okay, yeah, it made when it easy for him to um, continue that sin, but like it was hard for him to break out of it in that environment. Yes, because the thing is that people start viewing you and looking at you and defining you as the individual with that fault. So you feel like it's a part of your identity, right? You see, in the Qur'an, the Prophet ﷺ is told, turn away from the hypocrites, right? Turn away from them, ignore them. What does that mean? That And didn't he do that when uh, at the expedition of Tabuk, when people were coming to him with lame excuses? I can remember one man, and he came and said, don't put me in fitna. Right, I've heard that Roman women are very beautiful, so please don't put me in fitna. Like, come on, you're going for a battle, not to check women out. Right? But look at the excuse that that man brought. And what did the Prophet ﷺ do? He just turned his face away. He didn't say anything, didn't argue with him. And this teaches a very important lesson, that even if you know that a fault exists in the, the individual that you're dealing with, pretend like it's not there. Pretend like it's not there. You know that your friend listens to music? Pretend like you don't know anything. You know that your friend is maybe harming herself? Pretend like you don't know anything. Right? Help them out in other ways, in indirect ways, but don't confront them. Oh, I know you did that. Oh, what are you listening to? Tell me. I'll snatch your phone and I want to see what you're listening to. Your son says he's done wudu? Now don't start checking his arm. Uh-huh. Is it wet? If he said it, khalas. Right? Go ahead. Even people that when they judge, Allah tests them with exactly what they... Allahu Akbar. This is so scary. When you start judging other people, oh, look at him. He was like that. Doesn't do that anymore. I'm still doing it. Look at her. She doesn't do that anymore. I'm still doing it. Allah might put you in that same trial. If you laugh at other people, belittling them, Allah may put you in that same trial. Be careful. 
This is why, you see, the way this is mentioned, don't be like so and so. He used to pray the night prayer and he doesn't do it anymore. Name is not mentioned. As if, you know, such an important lesson has been taken, be careful about this matter. So when you see other people declining in their faith, instead of bragging and feeling proud, what should you do? What should you do? Seek refuge in Allah. That, Ya Allah, you give me istiqamah. Oh Allah, you protect me. You protect me from the shar of my nafs. You make this easy for me. Because the thing is, we cannot do any good unless and until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us tawfiq. Wallah, you cannot do any good deed until Allah gives you tawfiq. He makes it easy for you. So consider this as a blessing. And if you become arrogant over there, what if that tawfiq is taken away? You know the story of that man who was who was a monk? Imagine, he had cut himself off from the world and he used to worship Allah night and day. What happened with him? What fitna was he put in? What happened with him? Do you know his story? Hmm? Juraj? This man, neighbor or somebody, right? he was going away so he said, can you look after my sister? He said, no way. Right? Okay, I'll just give the food. Right? He's going to just give the food. And then what happened? Oh, she's alone. Let me talk to her. Right? Gradually, gradually, what happened? He committed zina. And then, when the baby is born or the murder, zina led to murder. And then shaitan says, just do one sajda and I'll save you. He did sajda to shaitan also. Where was that man, a monk, a hermit, what is he doing now? Sajda to shaitan. So don't think that if you are doing something good right now, you will stay like that forever. There is no guarantee. No guarantee. Iman is a gift. It is a treasure. Be grateful for this gift. Never be proud about it. And if you see that other people around you are losing it, then stop judging them and start seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help. And pray for them also. Make dua for them also. That may Allah make things easy for them. Give them istiqamah too. Because we all need duas of each other. But one thing, please, 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 don't talk about other people's faults. Don't embarrass people by mentioning their faults. We would not like to be embarrassed in that way. So let's not embarrass other people. Even if you know that there's something wrong going on, turn away. Pretend like you don't know. In hopes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will conceal your faults. Bab, haddathana Ali ibn Abdullah, haddathana Sufyan, an Amr, an Abil Abbas, kala Samir to Abdullah ibn Amrin, radiallahu anhuma, kala lin nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abdullah ibn Amr, he said, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to me, alam ukhbar, have I not been informed, annaka taqumul layl that you stand all night long wa tasumun nahar and you fast all day is this what i have been informed is this what you do that you pray all night and you fast every day qultu abdullah bin amr he said that i said inni af'alu dhalik i do that i pray all night and i fast every day qala he said fa innaka idha fa'alta dhalik if you were to do that Hajamat ainuk. Your eyes would hajamat. Hajamat as in they would get sunken. You know, they would go deep. Alright? Meaning your eye, your vision will become weak. 
وَنَفِهَتْ نَفْسُكْ And your nafs will nafihat, meaning it will get exhausted. You will get exhausted. وَإِنَّ لِنَفْسِكَ حَقٌّ And your nafs has a right upon you. وَلِأَهْلِكَ حَقٌّ And your family or your wife has a right upon you. فَصُمْ وَأَفْطِرْ وَقُمْ وَنَمْ He didn't say, stop your fasting and stop your night prayer. He said, fast and break your fast. Meaning fast one day and don't fast the next day. قُمْ Pray in the night and then numb, sleep also. Some part of the night pray and some part of the night sleep. So the Prophet ﷺ taught him moderation over here. And he said, if you do not observe moderation, then what will happen? You will get tired. You will get exhausted. And you see, Imam Bukhari has mentioned this hadith. Alright? And the one before it, both of them are about who? Abdullah bin Amr radiallahu anhu. Right? And in the middle there is just Bab. And there is no heading given to the Bab. The chapter heading is not there. Just Bab is there. So there is a connection over here. In the previous one we see the Prophet ﷺ advised him, don't be like so and so who used to pray and then he stopped. And in this hadith we see, he's saying, have I been informed that this is what you do? And when he said yes, he said don't do that. Instead, be moderate. Right? Do such and such instead. So there is a connection over here. When we are not moderate, we go to an extreme, then what happens? We discontinue. The key to consistency is moderation. Bab Fadli man ta'arra min al-layli fasalla. Fadli, the virtue of man, the person who ta'arra min al-layl. He wakes up in the night and then fasalla, he prays. One is that a person has a habit of praying the night prayer consistently. Right? He has a habit every night that he prays. But the other is the person does not have that habit. So should he completely abandon the night prayer? No. If he can pray sometimes also, that is good. Right? And this shows us that a nafila deed, something that is not wajib, if you cannot do it all the time, can you do it sometimes? Can you do it sometimes? Yes, we can do it sometimes. Just because something is not wajib, it doesn't mean we never do it. We can do it sometimes and we should do it sometimes. Because you never know. You start with a little bit, may Allah give you tawfiq and you can do it with consistency. Now the question is, what is ta'arra? Ta'arra is to wake up in the night, as-sahr, but it also means to turn in one's bed, alright? Meaning in the night when you wake up, okay, you turn your position and then sometimes you also talk. Right? You ask, what time is it? Alright? So this is ta'arra. When you wake up, you talk, you turn your side, this is ta'arra. And why is it that you're asking about the time? Hmm? Whether it is that you ask another person or you check your phone. Why do you check the time? Because you want to know how much more you can sleep. Isn't it? Right? So uh, at that time, if a person gets out of bed and he prays, then is there any reward for that? Definitely. 
حدثنا صدقة بن الفضل أخبرنا الوليد عن الأوزاعي قال حدثني عمير بن هانئ قال حدثني جنادة بن أبي أمية حدثني عبادة بن الصامت عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said من تعار من الليل Whoever wakes up in the night turns his side talks, checks the time فقال and then he says لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له There is no God but Allah He is one, He has no partner له الملك وله الحمد For Him is the dominion and for Him is all praise وهو على كل شيء قدير and He is over all things capable الحمد لله All praise to Allah وسبحان الله and glory be to Allah ولا إله إلا الله There is no God but Allah. Wallahu Akbar. And Allah is the greatest. Wala hawla wala quwwata illa billah. And there is no power or might except with Allah. Summa qala. And then the person says, Allahumma ghfirli. Oh Allah forgive me. Aw da'a. Or he makes some dua. Ustujiba. He will be answered. He's still in bed. You see what's happening? He's still in bed. He said this, he remembered Allah, and he said, Allahumma ghfirli, oh Allah forgive me, or he makes some dua, then that dua will be responded to. فَإِن تَوَضَّأَ But if he performs wudu, وَصَلَّى And he performs the prayer, قُبِلَتْ صَلَاتُهُ His prayer will be accepted. What does it mean by that? His prayer will be accepted. Because this is an unusual time for him. Right? It's not his habit. So he's doing this. If he's doing this, he's doing this for who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is more sincerity here. And because there is more sincerity here, inshaAllah, that action, that prayer will be accepted. And the reward will be great. Okay. What is this dhikr? Everybody say it together. لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير الحمد لله وسبحان الله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. So basically, if you think about it, there are six adkar here. All right, six. First is لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير. Right? After that, الحمد لله وسبحان الله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. Is it difficult to memorize? You just have to remember the order, isn't it? Just remember the order. Six adkar in in this order, and then after that. If all you can say is Allahumma ghfirli and you go back to sleep. Right? Or you just start making some dua and as you're making dua you fall asleep. It's okay. Inshallah that dua will be accepted. And now if you're fully awake, you can't go back to sleep, then what can you do? Get up, make wudu, perform salah, that salah will be accepted. It will be accepted. Now your homework is, so inshallah your homework is that you have to write this dua down. Okay? For yourself, don't go buy a card, even though there's cards available. I want you to write it down. Write it down in a way that you can remember it. So for example, maybe write it in six rows because there's six adhkar here. It's up to you, however you want to. 
But write it down on a piece of paper or a card that you can keep on your night table, on your bedside table. Alright? So that you will see it before you sleep. Alright? So that you will remember that if I wake up in the night, this is what I can. This is what I can say. This is the best time of making dua. If he makes dua, ustujiba. Earlier we learned about the importance of making dua in the night. Last third of the night. Isn't it? And what happens is that if we're not able to wake up for tahajjud, we say, okay, gone. This is something that I cannot do. But what we learn from this hadith is that you can still make dua while in bed. You can make dua even if you're not in a state of tahara. Even if you're in the state of janaba. Or you are in your hayd. You can still do this dhikr and make dua. Don't deprive yourself of this opportunity. It's amazing. We'll get up, we'll read our phone, you know, check any messages. It's amazing. Sometimes, you know, I look at my phone in the morning and I receive messages at 2 a.m., 3.30 a.m. And I'm wondering, what were these people doing? Honestly. I mean, if it's coming from a different country, that's understandable. But a local? Right? We will check our phones. We will do our email. This is ta'arra. Right? That a person wakes up, he's talking. Instead of talking to people, what should we do? At least talk to Allah at that time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.